Exciting news at This Week Health. Starting May 16th, our keynote show is moving to Thursdays. Catch every episode weekly on our This Week Health conference channel. Don't miss conversations with top health system leaders designed to transform healthcare one connection at a time. Subscribe to This Week Health conference and stay updated every Thursday. Today in Health IT, we're going to talk about management malpractice, especially with regard to hiring and firing of IT staff. My name is Bill Russell. I'm a former CIO for a 16 hospital system and creator of This Week Health, a set of channels and events dedicated to transform healthcare one connection at a time. We want to thank our show sponsors who are investing in developing the next generation of health leaders, Shortest, Artisite, Enterprise Health, Parlance, Certify Health, Notable, and ServiceNow. Check them out at thisweekhealth.com slash today. One last thing, share this podcast with a friend or colleague. Use it as a foundation for daily or weekly discussions on the topics that are relevant to you and the industry. Agree? Disagree? Use it as a foundation for a discussion. Great way to mentor the next generation. They can subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. All right, I'm going to play an excerpt from our Newsday show. Here's what happened. Our Newsday show went out, and one of our listeners, uh, Will Weeder, was listening to it, and he took exception to the term uh, commoditization I think it was commoditization of staff, of IT staff. And I want to put it into context and then I want to talk about it because, and, and I want to go into a little bit more detail. I find that, uh, you know, that social media back and forth don't really capture the, uh, the entire essence of a discussion. And I want, to, I want to be real clear on this one. So let me give you an excerpt from yesterday. Here you go. <laughs> All right, news. Health systems, there's an article in Becker's why health systems are laying off IT workers. And this is common. I've been on phone calls this week with CIOs and one of the CIOs, a pretty significant health system was talking about the cost reductions that he's being asked for at, at previous 229 events. Some health system leaders, CIOs specifically, were talking about some of the cuts they're being asked to make. This is a direct result of the economic pressures that exist within healthcare. So anytime I read a story like this, I think two things. One is, are we telling the story correctly? Are we framing it up correctly? The things that IT does for the organization, if we're not framing it up correctly, people don't know therefore them making these cuts without considering the strategic nature of health IT is perfectly acceptable and perfectly understood. On the flip side, the other thing I would say is sometimes I think if I walked into a significant number of health IT organizations today, I would not see the strategic nature of IT. I would see the operational and tactical nature of IT, not really a strong participation with the things that lead to a stronger organization that is very strong connection with the clinical staff very strong connection with the with the business model and understanding where revenue comes from and supporting those things that's all part of the strategic nature of the role of the cio is telling the story and making sure that you are very connected to the things that drive a successful uh, organization both from an outcomes and a profit standpoint when you read this article what are some of the things that pop out at you one of the first things I think of is if you think of something as a commodity, then your first instinct, you want to drive the price down. Okay. So there's a majority of the clip. The article talks a lot about the different ways that people are cutting staff. A bunch of them are just complete outsources, right? So they are taking uh, desk side support, uh, call centers, whatever it happens to be. And they are going to a third party. They are uh, contracting with those third parties and rebadging those staff over to those entities. 
we can argue whether that's a good move or not, but I think we need more context to determine whether that's a good move or not. Here's what I'd like to do as I think about this to try to lay this out. This is a this is a, a challenging topic. Clearly, we don't think that IT staff are commodities, but I also don't want to communicate that there isn't pressure to commoditize some of the IT roles. And I want to go into that a little bit and the different roles. So I want to talk about the administration. I want to talk about the CIO, and then I want to talk about the staff real quick. So from an administration standpoint, actually, let's start with the CIO. The, the CIO's role is to tell the story. IT is the best supporting actor in healthcare, period. They, they show up. If you were to take a movie of care being delivered, there would always be technology involved, even if it's the patient at home. There's the technology is at the center of the delivery of care, period. End of discussion. The patient experience is dictated by how well the IT team has handled the data, has handled the integration, has created the interfaces for them to interact with the medical record and with their doctor in a seamless way. These are all the things. This is the story that the CIO has to tell. We actually had, there was a couple of times, I've told this before, we, we actually hired a video crew and we created videos that we could share with the organization because the natural feeling over time is IT spends too much money and we don't get enough return. You have to tell the story. If you don't tell the story, that is going to be the natural gravitational pull of the organization towards, you know, what is our money going towards? And they will compare you to other health systems. They will compare you to things that don't even exist. Oh, look, I read this this thing about generative AI in this article, and it can do this. And the reality is it can't. Like, we're not there yet. But they read that article. They're comparing you against a ghost. And it's important for you as the CIO to get in front of that. So is that management malpractice? A little bit. I think the CIO, one of the key roles of the CIO is to tell that story. And I can always tell if the CIO is doing a good job telling that story based on how they do in the budget discussions. Do they get enough money to run IT? And the good ones tell the story well and get funded, get the organization funded at a level that allows them not only to sustain operations, but also to move them forward. Um, so from that perspective, you know, I, management malpractice is too strong of a term for me, but I think there's a skill set that CIOs need to have in order to be successful. Let's talk about the administration. I find the administration too often is taking short-term thinking. Now, again, with these outsource arrangements, there are cases where uh, selective outsourcing makes sense. And we talk about security all the time and say, if you can't get the security staff, then you have to go somewhere else to get it. And a lot of people outsource to a NOC or SOC, I'm sorry, and they outsource to different entities, CrowdStrike and others that will, uh, will keep an eye on their environment for them and keep them updated and those kinds of things. So uh, selective outsourcing around uh, constrained skills makes perfect sense to me. But when you are taking things, and this I, I went through this in the show yesterday, when you're taking things like your desktop support and you're outsourcing it, I think that's a recipe for disaster. Like at the point where you touch the client, and in that case, it's the clinicians and whatnot, you are giving that to somebody else. That's a dangerous place to be. And yes, it feels good. It may feel good up front because you're like, oh, that's something off my plate, whatever. It's never off your plate. Like you still have to manage that third party. And I would, I would put out there that managing that third party to deliver at the level that you need them to deliver is in most cases harder than managing your own staff. It's better to get your own house in order and not outsource it in that way 
than it is to outsource it. Now, by the way, I think it's a short-term financial gain and a long-term, not a financial gain. So I think if you're looking at it in a five-year horizon, you you essentially, in those kinds of outsource arrangements, you do well in year one and two, you do poorly in three, four, and five, and then you re-insource in year six. Oh my gosh, we go through this cycle way, way too much. Let me talk about the staff's responsibility. I don't think the staff gets out of this unscathed, right? Much, much the way I talk to CIOs that they have to have one foot firmly planted in the present and one foot firmly planted a couple years down the road to look at what's coming next. I, I believe that the staff has to do the same thing, right? And so when you look at your role and you think of automation and the automation that is coming down the pike and you start to look at it and go, wow, my job just got a lot easier. Uh, you know, This is now being done by automation. This is now being done by automation. This is now being done by automation. The response to that is not to get comfortable. The response to that is to say, what new skills am I going to pick up that AI, machine learning, large language models, automation can't do? And I talk a lot of times about the, the, the value that a person can add is in that interpersonal dynamic, right? It's launching a project. It is gathering the uh, momentum around communication. It is empathy. It, there's a whole bunch of things that a human can do that a computer cannot. And I think there's an opportunity for those who see their job slowly but surely being automated to get ahead of the curve. Now, I will say this, though there are a group of people that choose to say, you know what, I'm not going to get retrained. I'm not going to learn new technology. I'm not going to learn new skills. And good for them. I mean, quite frankly, I had a guy on staff, did some COBOL programming. We had very little COBOL stuff around, but we needed one, right? We needed a person. Well, we finally got rid of all that stuff. And that person is, you know, we sat down with him and said, hey, we don't have any more COBOL. Do you want to learn something else? And his response was, nah, not really. I'll just go find another company that has a couple of COBOL applications sitting around and I'll work with them. And then I will do that for a couple of years until I retire. And I believe he did do that. And that's a path and people could choose that path. But as the CIO and the staff, I think it's incumbent upon us to have one foot here, one foot three years down the road and looking at what roles are going to change dramatically. And as a leader, it is coaching their supervisors. It's potentially having those conversations directly to say, hey, this is what I see happening with your role. What do you see happening with your role? What do you see happening with the technology in your space? And I don't know, maybe I'm, I, I'm pushing the, the staff a little hard, but I expect the person who knows VMware to know more about VMware than I know. And I expect the person who understands virtualization, I expect the person who understands architecture, I expect the person who understands security to understand it at a deeper level than I do in most cases. And so I, I want to ask them, hey, where do you see this going? And what does that mean for you in your career? And how can I help you to ensure that you have relevance three years from now? And it's, it's not meant to be a conversation that's communicating a lack of value. They have value. They have value today. They had value five years from now. They had value two years from now. And they will have value three years from now. But it may not be doing what they are doing today. And from that perspective, I think the thing that Will was concerned about is when we talked about the commoditization of IT staff, which I think some of the roles that's going to happen. And I think it's incumbent upon the leaders to help people to navigate that as they move forward. Thanks for putting up with this voice. I've been sick all day. 
just trying to get one done today for uh, Tuesday morning so you guys can listen to it. Hey, if you have feedback, just shoot me a note, bill at thisweekhealth.com. I am open to uh, discussion. You can also hit us up on uh, social media as well, and we can keep the discussion going there. I just find sometimes when you have a longer thing to say, it's better to just record it. So there you go. That's all for today. Don't forget, share this podcast with a friend or colleague. We want to thank our channel sponsors who are investing in our mission to develop the next generation of health leaders. SureTest, Artisite, Enterprise Health, Parlance, Certify Health, Notable, and ServiceNow. Check them out at thisweekhealth.com slash today. Thanks for listening. That's all for now.